I did cry for the first time um, in sort of like an involuntary manner this summer out of like joy and gratitude. Honestly, probably one of the best moments of my life. I was working in London this past summer. I had lunch off and a really good friend was visiting me. And we were, we were like sitting in, um, in a park in the middle of London, like having this beautiful picnic. And I remember feeling like this insane sense of gratitude that like I had, I had the ability to be there in that moment and be like fully present with someone who I like love most in the world. And was just like overcome with a sense of like goosebumps basically. And I don't think I've ever felt like something that deeply. And it was fucking sick, man. Like it was awesome. <laughs> um, and probably like right the on. most human experience I've ever had. It took Sammy crying out of happiness for the first time to realize that he hadn't cried once in more than 10 years. It was intense. He started reading up on what he might have been missing out on. And then he realized that even if he wanted to, he had no idea how to start crying again or what he might gain from it. Hello and welcome to Man Up. I'm your host, Eamon Ismail. On this show, we crack questions big and small about manhood. This week, Sammy tries to give himself permission to cry. Yo, Man Up listeners, are you a guy who's had a hard time keeping friends as you've gotten older? Is your romantic partner your primary friend? Or are you in a relationship with a guy who has these problems? Give us a call at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MAN-UP-07. Or email us at manupatslate.com. We're always looking for new stories to share. So if you're having a hard time with anything related to manhood or masculinity, we want to hear from you too. You never know who else is listening and can benefit from hearing you share your piece. So do not hesitate to hit us up. Thanks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I think I may have cried once in public in the last 20 years. It's not that I wouldn't get emotional. It's that we all have our defense mechanisms, right? My mind subconsciously finds a way to protect me from getting hurt. Sometimes I play it cool. I make jokes, bottle it up for later, and decide I'm just not the type to get sour. Other times, I'll get angry. Who's going to think I'm weak if I get angry, right? But hearing from Sammy, I'm wondering what it'd be like if I just let myself feel what I feel all the time. I mean, Sammy developed those same defense mechanisms too, in the exact same way that I did. You know, like most kids, I, I think crying is sort of an, an involuntary thing for the first few years of our lives. Um, I, just like every other kid, you know, cried when somebody like took away my basketball or took away my, in my <laughs> case, hockey puck. Because um, I'm from <laughs> I'm from a place where we play a lot of hockey. Um, but for me, there's like a very specific memory um, when I was up on the playground in like fourth grade where I cried after um, like getting beaten up by some older boys. I was a really, really little kid. Um, I, I grew into my body kind of late. And then 
you know, after I like, after I cried, I was about to like go tell a teacher cause I, I was, I was that kid at the time. Um, and I remember being called like some terrible, terrible names, yeah. most of which like, I didn't even know what they meant at the time. Um, so I remember like going home and thinking to myself, like, I'm not, I'm not an X, I'm not a Y, like insert name that, that I was called. And then, you know, looking in the mirror and forcing myself to like basically forget how to cry. I also have like really similar stories. I think that's something that a lot of kids go through when they're when they're on the playground, right? But uh, the part of your story that stands out to me is there was one moment for you where you where you realized you needed to behave in a different way to survive. Like, can you explain to me a little bit more what was going on through your head when you were caught crying, so to speak, on the playground? I think it was is a couple things. Like right in that moment, there it was just like a very negative feeling of oh i i want to be this like strong figure and they're telling me that in order to be this strong figure like i have to act in a certain way um i thought to myself like how am i how am i going to make this change like how am i going to stop crying and I, I i felt very strongly about that for like six or seven years up until like maybe even last year and i'm now realizing like that's actually the way I need not to be uh, in order to feel happy and, and fulfilled. And it's, it's sort of like the, the unlocking like that involuntary reaction of like a six or seven year old that I think is possibly more, more healthy. And I, I'm, I'm like really trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah. I feel like even when I'm encountering these emotions within me or within other people, I still feel this urge to be the strong one. And, and so at least when I was growing up, there was this saying that we heard a lot that was like, just keep it real right? Like, don't let yourself be impaired with emotion. Because we, we thought of emotion as being this thing that kept you from being measured and being cautious and, and, and kind of handling things as they are. And, and I feel like I still let that rule my life now, which isn't ideal. So, But like, the thing that I push back on, and like, mm -hmm. I am falling into the same trap, and that's what I'm trying to figure out not to do, is like, what does it really mean to keep it real? Like, is keeping it real truly guarding away from every emotion? Or is keeping it real, like, keeping it real, like being fully authentic and, and feeling the way that you feel as deeply as possible? Yeah, the, the name even sounds ironic because, like, by keeping totally. it real, you're really trying to be something that you're not. You're, like, experiencing this emotion, but you're also trying to be a different version of that person handling those emotions. I mean, we're talking about crying, right? But I feel like maybe we're talking about like how you process life events. I'm wondering if, has there been a moment where you felt like you should have been crying but didn't? Like, can you describe to me what that felt like? Yeah, um, 100%. Um, I recently lost someone very close to me. Oh, I'm um, sorry, man. And I guess not super recent now, maybe like six months ago. Wow. And it, it was wild. I actually was, I was, coincidentally coming out of like a, a midterm exam um and i and i got a call from my mom and i could like immediately tell that something was wrong and uh i had just like emotions overcoming me and that's like a moment when like i was i was literally like skateboarding back to the apartment where, where i live on campus mm -hmm. where i can imagine like a friend telling me that story and like the next thing that would come would be oh and then they like immediately started crying um mm -hmm. and for me i just like i listened quietly my heart started beating like very, very fast. And like, I, I had to like end the call very quickly, like in a very sort of emotionless way. 
um, found like the nearest trash can and just like, like actually like threw up. Um, and, um, from there, like I, I was experiencing like all sorts of emotions, but like I sort of have this habit from when I was younger of like turning that sadness, like into anger. And as a kid, like in middle school and high school, like that would sometimes manifest by like fighting other kids. Mm. But like now like kind of manifest with me, like really like sitting and boiling with my thoughts. And, you know, obviously like losing, losing someone, someone close to you is like people experience all sorts of emotions and like anger is, is a common one, I think. Mm -hmm. But like, it took me like three weeks to turn any of that anger into like sadness and and reflection. And I, I cope with that in a lot of ways. For me, it's like working out super hard, um, is a, is a way that I've found to like be effective and has been recommended by like someone I've started seeing on campus. Mm-hmm. But like, man, that's kind of a shitty three weeks, you know? I think I've just been conditioned my entire life to to see tears as something that that signifies weakness. And yeah. I, know, I know it's not that. Like my my mind is has already moved on from that, but my body still is trying mm-hmm. to like protect me from being mocked or protect me from whoever walks by from thinking that I'm a weak person. I don't fully remember like what it feels like um, to cry like involuntarily out of uh, like any, any sort of negative emotion. Mm -hmm. But I I do know like from people around me that crying sort of like both ways is like a form of catharsis and like relief, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to change who I am like fundamentally as a person. (laughs) Like I, I, I want to like stay, stay true to who I am. Um, But I think like this idea of like, keeping it real, but for real Mm. is really attractive to me. Like I consider authenticity, like the most important thing to me. Um, and sort of like going into that, it's, it's for a couple of reasons. One, I want to be super comfortable with, um, with who I am and like not be, not be afraid to be exactly who I want to be in any social situation. Um, and two, uh, along with that, I want to be there for the people I'm closest to and not really give a fuck about how my authentic self is like being portrayed by other people. Mm -hmm. And like, I think I am a crier. Like, if I was a crier at nine years old, like, fuck, man, I haven't changed that much since I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if, I, if I was authentically, you know, someone who could experience emotions really deeply then, I think I'm still someone who can experience emotions really deeply now. Um, and what is, like, what is living the human experience other than having, like, super deep emotions on, on both sides? And I think... In another way, like like I mentioned the word catharsis before, and I think crying from like a lot of research I've done, I realize that sounds really weird to say, like I research crying, um, but but I know I know crying is like a very cathartic experience from the interwebs. <laughs> WebMD crying. Yeah. <laughs> After the break, a therapist joins the show who helps men get in their feelings for a living. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I want to introduce you to someone who I think is a, is, is a good friend of mine. This is Avi Klein. 
He is a psychotherapist. He is very experienced in exactly what we're talking about right now. Great to meet you. I've really been enjoying listening to you uh, talk about your experience. I have to say, I'm so impressed with how seriously you take this. I mean, I also stopped crying, you know, probably when I was 10, and, and it took me longer than you to uh, to cry again. Well, I really, I really appreciate you. Um, I, I appreciate you saying that. You might remember Avi Klein from an earlier episode of Man Up. He's the one who gave me my first therapy session on air. He has a lot of male patients and works with couples, so he's developed a very deep understanding of how men relate to the world around them. Helping men cry, he found, can often lead them to a breakthrough. So do you hear this question a lot? Do, do you think a lot of men have trouble letting themselves cry? Yeah, you, you're not alone at all. Uh, mm. I think it's very normal. There's a term called um, alexithymia is the term, which is like an unawareness of your emotions. Mm. And it's a very – are you Googling it now? <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> Everyone Google this at home. It's very, very <laughs> common in men because I think we've – so many of us have had this experience – of feeling ashamed of our feelings, so we stop mm-hmm. listening to them. And if you stop listening to them, how could you ever know what you're feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd be curious about your your experience. Um, did you find that for you, it took like this kind of deliberate thought and an effort to, I guess, like make it make it happen and, and start experiencing like the emotions around crying again? You know, I think it was not as clear to me as it is to mm-hmm. you that I needed to be crying. Um, it was clear to me that I needed to be in therapy, <laughs> and so, and and I think being talking about um, talking about what was hard for me and having someone be empathic and really understand me certainly helped me uh, cry. One of the things that you were talking about a lot that that I'm curious about, and you're welcome to push back on this, but there is a difference I think between um, involuntary crying and voluntary crying. And, and I think that might be a helpful distinction for you because you're right that our feelings just kind of happen to us and maybe – and sometimes it's just so overwhelming that it does it, – it is involuntary. But what if it was voluntary, you know? What, because I hear there's a big part of you that, that wants it to be, I want to cry. And, um, and I think that might – the part of you, you know, you're like, you know, my mind wants to but my body doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. I think if it – um, felt a little bit more voluntary, like I, I do want this to happen. I want to allow this to happen. Over time, I think that that might help. Mm. You know, mm. does that make sense to you? As, as in, like, believe it and, and until it happens, or like, well, like I think ch- so, tricking yourself in a way. So, what I'm guessing from my own experience, from men I've worked with, and just from listening to you, is like, you start to feel sad, and then a lot of things start to happen that tell you that you should run away from sadness right? Um, your heart starts pounding, right? You feel sick. To me, that says you start to feel really anxious about feeling sad, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like in an unconscious way, your body is saying, I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to do it. So one way in which it's not just like an attitude shift about making it voluntary would be like, like what I would tell you if we were working together would be like, mm-hmm. what if you just like, like pause, take a deep breath, like slow, like sort of tell yourself, I'm anxious about crying, right? I'm anxious about crying because I haven't cried in so long. And there's a part of me that still thinks people are going to call me whatever things we can't say on the radio um, if I cry, you know? And just to sort of slow down and then come back, 
come back to it, you know, come back to the, the sadness about losing someone who was important to you, mm. you know? Yeah, I think I, I do really like the idea of recognizing like that there's sort of like double emotions that happen yes. when like when like when we experience something because like I'm just thinking back to like the example of when my mom called me with like some really tough news like you're totally right that like there's the initial emotion and then there's like the emotion about emotions yes mm. yes and like there like I, I don't want to get super meta but there might even be like emotions about the emotions oh, about the emotions look man you know I'll, I mean? I'll go there with you I mean this is my <laughs> bread and butter but um <laughs> You know, I, I think one of the like just a piece of information that I think a lot of men really appreciate from me is, yeah, you know, anxiety. I kind of I I distinguish it from other emotions. There are like what we call our, our core emotions, our categorical emotions like sadness and anger and joy and mm-hmm. disgust and, and a few more. We don't have to go through the whole list. Um, and then something like anxiety is really, um, at least in the way that I was trained, we call it an inhibitory emotion. It's something that suppresses emotion. So it is a feeling about having feelings. When you feel anxious, it's sort of good to ask yourself, what's going on underneath, right? Um, another another one like that, just to help you in your process, is like, like when we feel guilty, it's similarly like, I shouldn't feel this way because so much, people have it so much worse than me, right? That's just another way of stopping ourselves from from feeling our feelings. I feel that way a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go. All right, we're going to take a break, but we'll be back with Sammy and Avi in a quick sec. So what have you noticed happens in a man's body when they start to let themselves cry? Mm. Like so much sadness is ultimately about loss it's about something we we expected things to continue going in one way and then it changed and that can be so devastating and whether that's the loss of a person or the loss of just an expected outcome whatever it is um and crying helps you accept that you know and so that is kind of relieving and so there's a lot i think going with your instincts like about being authentic and and enjoying life i think sadness it helps you enjoy life in that way. And, um, and, but so like, just going back to your question, Eamon, like, I think I see that organically a lot, like as people let themselves cry, then there's like, and I think everyone is so afraid, like if I cry, I'm just going to fall apart, Mm -hmm. but you don't, you don't fall apart. You feel more grounded afterwards. You feel better. Really? Yeah. I guess it, it, it contrasts like the image that we have of crying, right? Like the idea Oh, uh, like the idea of crying is very much one where we where we've like lost some some semblance of control. But do you think like it like is helpful in creating control like in the long term kind of? Because that like that's been one of the things that have that is like kind of excited me is like being able to be in like in more command in the long term. Yeah, I think it's there are two things. I think one, all all emotions sort of. Um, I describe it as like having the shape of a wave, right? And they like they crest and they crash. And so, like, there is that big moment when you're crying where you do feel out of control, where you have to be sort of vulnerable and, and you don't know what's going to happen. You're just in your feelings. Mm-hmm. But then it then it ends. No one has ever cried forever, right? Like, we stop crying. Um, and it's it's sort of in that moment that you, you start to feel more in control and more grounded. So then there's another way, which is, like, the more you allow your emotions to exist in you and not suppress them and not push them away – then then you are you're a more skillful person you know what i mean because it's like 
this is less about crying. I think more men struggle with uncontrollable anger. And that's because they don't, in a way, they don't want to be angry and they keep it in until it blows up, right? If you're, it, but if you are okay with being angry, then you have so many more options about how to deal with it. But if it's not okay, then um, you have very limited options. Yeah. I yeah. Can relate and to then, that. do you mind if I jump in with one more question? Yeah, of course. Um, is it truly like worth it to be pursuing, like, really trying to like get myself to cry? Like, do you think I'm like over romanticizing like what this will do hmm. emotionally or is it like uh, is it is it truly something that is like that is necessary to like a full human experience in your in your opinion? I would I would suggest because I think um, I think it's pretty hard to relax when you demand something of yourself. And I think you probably to really cry. I would say maybe reframe your goal from crying to just feeling your feelings, being more connected in your body, right? I think I think that is such a worthwhile goal. Mm-hmm. We need men who can feel their feelings. Whether whether you cry or not should not be the measure of success there, right? I, even though I mean it is it's just a biological function, you know. Um, or like like an indicator in a way, right? It is an indicator, but there are other indicators, you know. Like uh-huh. I mean, when I feel sad, like I said, I mean I feel something like a kind of like there's like a kind of quiet caving in that happens, you mm-hmm. know, like a sinking feeling in my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a reason that like, I, it's like, I see the color blue in inside. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think if you allow yourself to connect to your senses, what is the, what's my experience inside? What do I see in my imagination? What's my body telling me? What's, what are my muscles telling me? You know, mm-hmm. um, it will become more real for you. And that's all you need to expect from yourself, you know? Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I would say, which is tough for men, is like, I mean, crying especially is fundamentally a social experience, you know? I mean, that's part of um, its evolutionary purpose is we cry to indicate to others that we need help. So, so going, uh, and which is very hard for men, we often, I think we would like to cry alone. That's a good point. Um, that, that's, that's what I was thinking, like, I one of like the biggest fear when I like told myself to like stop crying. Right. was like, it wasn't that I would cry. It was that like people would see me cry. Right. Yeah. That's a big, big one. Right. Like that. Maybe we've just hit on, on such an important piece, which is like part of what's telling you to keep it in is, are people going to see me cry? That, that, that aspect of it is like, I hear you. It's, it's potentially embarrassing still, even if you're okay with it. Um, but being with, a safe person, right? I mean, I think that's why a lot of people cry in therapy, but we can cry with our friends and and our partners Mm -hmm. too. And to really, I mean, you have to give yourself space. Like I would suggest to you, my impression, listening to what you talked about, is like, I would go back to your experience around the loss of this person, for example, you know, because that sounds so important and it's it's so something that deserves tears, you know, Mm -hmm. and talk about it with people. You know, talk about it. It sounded like maybe you were seeing someone on campus, like a therapist or a counselor or something like that. Mm. I mean, just to talk about it and to really give yourself an opportunity to revisit it. You know, I mean, something just to give you like a little exercise. It's like you have to make it visceral. You know what I mean? And so um, I would sort of allow yourself to see the person that you lost in your mind, you know, really let that into 
into your body, into your experience. And I would really try and connect to what do you want to say to them about how you're, mm. how you're feeling. Mm. You know, I think, I think if you spend some time with that exercise, um, you're going to feel sadness for sure, you know? And, um, yeah. and that sounds like what you want to feel. Yeah. On a previous episode of man up, Avi came on to get me to the point where I think you already are, you know, we, we like scheduled this like conversation that we were going to have about emotions and maybe, maybe I was kind of running away from my, my emotions. I am that type of guy when I'm facing something that I don't, that I'm not like sure I can emotionally handle. I'll like crack a joke to break the tension or find an excuse to leave or, or do anything to kind of change my own mood. And one thing that really helped me, uh, I'll go as far to say that it kind of changed my life. Avi was like, yo, notice what's happening in your body. And he he, he like really slowed it down for me because my mind was racing and it wasn't going at the same pace as my emotions. So one thing that really helped me was him asking me to describe what was happening in my legs and then in my arms, in my chest and my mm. throat and on all these different parts of my body that that are kind of operating on autopilot most of the time for me. So, you know, consciously sitting down and thinking what is happening to me physically so that I can think about what's happening to me emotionally really helped. And just to add one thing, so we talked about how like anxiety is a signal of um – Right, that you you're it's anxiety. It's like I'm afraid of my feelings. Right, <laughs> that's what mm. it's like. It feels like fear, but it's about your emotions underneath. And then the other thing, which you kind of talked about before, like are things defensive? Right, like cracking jokes, avoiding it, like tuning it out, like all of those things are other ways that we try to get away from our feelings. So just that's why I mentioned meditation because meditation is about observation. And just to be like, oh, wow, look at me. I'm trying to get away from my feelings again. You know, like, here I go. I'm making jokes. I'm changing the subject. Like, mm. I'm, I'm looking away. I'm fidgeting. Like, all of these things are signs um, that, like, as you as you pay attention to them, it's just going to be easier to have, like, a direct line to your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I like the idea of that exercise. I think, like, I, I think I don't really often ask myself, like, how like how my body is feeling mm-hmm. um and like it's definitely like gotten me into trouble before in terms of like uh like overusing muscles and stuff mm-hmm. um like even, even just physically but i'm, I'm really curious because like i've never thought about like like how does i don't know like extreme joy versus like deep sadness feel in like my shoulder like i, mm-hmm. I don't know like i have no idea they definitely feel different You know, Mm. I mean, and everyone has their own ways of experiencing it. But like, you know, joy is light. It's light. Mm. Even when there are tears, there's a feeling of lightness to it Mm. and expansiveness. And sadness is more like contracting and going down, you know, and something coming out in a way, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. So let's try it. How do you how do you feel after having this conversation? What's what's happening in your body? Uh. And it doesn't have to feel good. I just mm-hmm. want to give you permission. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think like in my shoulder, whatever this area is, like between my shoulders and neck, uh, it feels a bit lighter in the sense of, um, I don't know. I feel like like excited in a way. And I, I guess like excited is feeling like a little light maybe. Um, 
what else in your body might say might tell you that you feel excitement like if you just notice or you slow down i guess my calves mm-hmm. and like i like i start to like I guess i start to like bounce a little bit mm-hmm. um and I don't, I don't know if i'm doing that right now but like that that's that's something i have noticed about about mm-hmm. myself um in the past and i think like my head like sort of feels a little like clearer and that's not 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 to say like i see things with like 100% more clarity mm-hmm. but it's to like I think when I'm feeling like a, a degree of like insecurity or like nerves like my like head starts to feel like it's like cloudy a little bit totally mm-hmm. and I think like I don't know even in just like the last like 30 minutes or so I feel like I'm feeling a little less cloudy in in the sense that like like you got some good ideas man <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that gets me that gets me excited like honestly yeah. you know um, are there parts and, of you that still feel cloudy or that you're aware of that feel heavy or, you know? Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe like my chest a little bit in, in that, like, I've had this goal of like crying mm-hmm. and it's a little scary to like let go of that goal in mm-hmm. pursuit of like something sort of adjacent to that, I guess. If you just um, kind of like tune into it for a moment, like breathe into your chest. I just want to just pay attention to what what happens when you do that and and if other things come up for you as you do that. I feel like and you might like you might like even hear the urgency like in in the way that we've discussed this like I almost feel like I'm in a rush to like yeah feel things that I've been missing for a long time and uh, I you know I think part of that is like I feel like my growth and maturity has like somewhat been been halted by not being able to experience like deep emotions in my in my adolescence and like i feel a sense of urgency to like to do that and not knowing exactly how or like what the right course is is like i'd say like weighing on my chest kind of i mean like i keep coming back to this idea of like a tunnel where i don't like know where the like sort of light is i guess and i mean i gotta say like i've i've listened to you and for like, you know, an hour or talk to you for half an hour. I and I really want to say I hope you can take it in that you've done a lot. Yeah. You've yeah, really done yeah. a lot. So that part of you that is being hard on yourself that wants to see this and say, "Oh, the the reason this isn't working is cuz I haven't done enough." I just mm. I really want to say that is not true. Mm. You're doing mm. so much. Thank you. Let me tell you like with that tunnel I wouldn't go into a tunnel where I couldn't see the end unless I had someone with me. You know what I mean? Just to bring mm-hmm. it back to like work on your feelings with a trusted friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how you make it through the tunnel. Like when you wow. can feel safe to trust someone. That's amazing. You know? I, 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 like, I feel like it's already getting me psyched and I, I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm going to Google alexithymia. Uh, alexithymia? Alexithymia. Yeah. How do you spell that? Bro, I'm, oh, I'm way ahead of you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's on it. And that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying what we're doing, please hit us with that good rating in your podcasting app. Also, we still need your help to figure out what we're talking about next. We're looking for folks who wouldn't mind coming on the show to explain how they too are a work in progress. So if that's you, call us at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MANUP07. Or email us at manup at slate.com. 
Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed because we've got new shows every week. And believe me, you do not want to miss out. Man Up is hosted and written by me, Eamon Ismail. It's produced by Cameron Drews. Our editors are Jeffrey Bloomer and Lowen Liu. Gabriel Roth is editorial director of Slate Podcasts. And June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts. We'll be back next week with more Man Up. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.